Welcome back to the Young Buck Bets Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, and it's Friday, baby. It's time to do some gambling picks for week 11 of the NFL season. We're 11 weeks down, and I don't know, we're continuing to roll. We've had, you know, our ups, our downs, as every gambler has. If you're always up, then you're lying. We've had our ups, we've had our downs. It's week 11. There's only 18 weeks. This season is almost over. It's more over than it is here. If that makes sense to you, I do have something huge planned for you in the picks. I got a couple things I do want to talk about first because I don't know if you know this, but we are in the heart of November and the Toronto Blue Jays are making headlines around the MLB. Uh, First off, earlier this week, the Blue Jays extended Jose Barrios to a seven-year, $131 million contract extension. And I can't even begin to explain how much I love this deal and love this guy. His stats over his career aren't necessarily amazing. He's 60 and 47, 404 ERA, 851 innings pitched, 857 Ks, 266 walks allowed. So last season, he was split between the Twins and the Blue Jays. He was 12 and 9, 352 ERA, 192 innings pitched, 204 uh, strikeouts, and 45 walks. I think minus the 12 and 9 record, he's going to have a better record because he's not playing on the Twins. He's going to be playing on the Jays all year. He's got a better record. That could be closer to what we see, a 350 ERA, 192 innings pitch, 205 strikeouts to 45 walks. This guy's only 27 years old, and his stuff, in my mind, when I watched him, is absolutely electric. He has a great curveball that he uses a ton to get batters out. He uses it a ton on on two-strike pitches. He uses it a ton to get that third strike. He, he also has a 95-mile-per-hour fastball that he could crank up to 97, 98 if he really needs to to get an out. I don't know. His stuff is ab- – like, it's it's electric. I love it. When I was watching it, I thought it was a different thing. He was an all-star 2018, 2019. So it's like he pitches like an all-star. And we haven't seen an all-star in the Jays' rotation, I feel like, in a long time, like a legitimate all-star. And on top of that, he pitches a ton of innings in comparison to today's MLB. His 192 innings pitch this season was 12th most in the league, and he pitched 192 innings in 2018, 200.1 innings in 2019, and those are numbers you want to see from a starting pitcher when you give him this type of contract. When you're giving him seven years, 131 million, you want you want to make sure, oh, excuse me, you want to make sure that he can eat up some innings for you, and this guy can, 192, twice in his career, 200 one time, two-time All-Star, and he is in a prime position to become a perennial all-star for years to come with the way that this Toronto Blue Jays roster is constructed. They're so good on offense. If he just allows two, three runs a game, he's going to get five, six runs a game in run support. It seems like for a long time, he's in a prime position to become a perennial all-star. The Jays rotation has already taken some shape for next season. I don't know if you guys remember coming into this season, we were all like kind of shaking our heads because the rotation was a very weak spot. We already have three Good starters in Hinjin Ryu, Alec Manoa, and now Jose Barrios going into free agency. And we also have Nate Pearson, who, you know, he always has had potential. But at this point, I'm really not banking on him being healthy enough come season time. He hasn't been to this point. I don't think he's going to be this year. He just, I don't know, you can't really rely on Nate Pearson being there to be a part of your rotation. Maybe he can find his way into the bullpen. On top of all this, we got three good starters going into free agency. There are a ton of good pitchers in free agency. There's a ton of deals to be had 
for the Jays. And I do believe that they will sign Robbie Ray or Steven Matz before the dust settles here. I, I honestly think that they're going to, now that they got Barrios, they're going to wheel back around and they're going to get Steven Matz because I do think Robbie Ray is going to be gone. But just a list of few names. This is literally just a couple names I handpicked off the list that are free agents at starting pitchers. Some of these are going to be like, they're not going to Toronto. But you know what? You never know. Toronto's got a good team now. You never know what people are thinking. There's guys like Max Scherzer, Carlos Rodon, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Granke, Marcus Stroman, Michael Pineda, Corey Kluber, Jay Happ, and that's just to name a few. Plus, you know the Jays will likely do what they did last year and what they've done a couple years in a row where they signed guys like Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray to look like, and they pay them for one year and look to have it pay off like it did this year with Simeon and Robbie Ray. Obviously, it's not going to pay off. Simeon was an absolute beast, and Robbie Ray won a Cy Young. It's not going to pay off like that every year, but even if you get some type of production from those one-year guys, they always do it. They're going to find it. I think that they make one or two good signings at, at, at the starting pitcher in free agency. Just to go off the top of my head, I watched the Jose Barrios uh, press conference, and I was like, as a Canadian, you know, maybe we're not supposed to say this because we're so nice, but him talking about coming over to Canada and it being so nice and he, him and his family loving Toronto and him feeling safe and the people here are just so great and his team, everybody, it just makes you proud to be Canadian when you hear guys where, like, you know, people don't come over to Toronto to play baseball very often and then they come over and they fall in love with it mainly because of people like us, the good Canadians in Canada, baby. Show some, and maybe that's not very Canadian of me to take to show, be like, yeah, you know what? I'm proud of that. But you know what? I am proud of that. We're good people here in Canada. And Jose Barrios knows it. And that's why he came. That's part of the reason why he stayed in Toronto for seven years. So as a fan, you have to take part in like ownership in that. We were part of the reason why he stayed. Be patriot. Like we always are just patriotic. Like we always are. Be a good person. All Canadians are. Um, a second headline with the Jays, I mean, you obviously heard about it, is Robbie, Robbie Ray almost unanimously won the AL Cy Young. He had 29 of 30 first-place votes, and this is something that kind of everyone already knew. Like I said, 29 of 30 first-place votes. It really wasn't a surprise to anybody, I would say. Um, him and his tight pants were absolutely electric all season long. Um, it was great to watch him in a Blue Jays uniform and win a Cy Young in a Blue Jays uniform. He was the first uh, Blue Jay to win a Cy Young since the late, great, Roy Halladay back in 2003. And yeah, it was just, it was great to watch him in his tight pants all season long. It was a great storyline. There was a couple shirts that came out about like Robbie Ray. Hope he does well, but I don't think he's coming back to Toronto. But if he does, be happy to have him. But if not, hope he does well in his career. I think we just got his career year here in Toronto. So not really going to be too sad to see him go if he does walk. And also another big shocker here since we, before we get into the picks, but since we talked on Wednesday, the Leafs took down the New York Rangers 2-1 to one on Thursday night. Another great game for Jack Campbell. Two goals for Morgan Riley to lead them to the dub. Ho-hum, just another Leafs win. So now it's time. My, <laughs> I am, I, I'm nervous for this. It's time. It's the Week 11 final pick pod and i tweeted this out this morning at dylan kelly show i put out the gift of a guy throwing all of his chips in in a poker table and i said i'm betting the absolute house on something and that's exactly what i've done here and there's a little note to this because of how hard i'm betting on this pick there is going to be less picks but that's just you know bet responsibly i'm a real human being i don't want i'm not gonna say i'm absolutely hammering this pick and then give you out six picks that's just not that's I don't know. That's uh, that you would it would show you that I'm not actually betting if I do something like that. So there's less picks this week because I'm hammering this, and what I'm putting the house down on 
is the Cowboys money line at plus 115 versus the Chiefs. I won't tell you the exact dollar amount, but let's just say it's upwards of seven units I hit this with. My boner for the boys is re... Whoa. I, maybe I... <laughs> Pause. But my boner for the Cowboys is for real. I don't even care how it sounds. Before I get into any stats, let me just give you a look into my mind. My logic here before I down like before I get dove into any stats, this is what I wrote on my page. The Cowboys have been consistently great all season long, great on offense, good on defense. The Chiefs have been streaky at best. And I said it on Wednesday and I'll say it again. If you want to crown them after one week, then crown their ass. Go ahead and do it. Even if the Chiefs offense is all the way back, I like the Cowboys offense more. Imagine, I'm not a gun guy, so I don't even know how many bullets go in a gun, but imagine loading up a gun with bullets. I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Dak Prescott over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's back this week, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Daryl Williams, Miko Hardman, and Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking the Cowboys weapons and the, as my bullets in my gun over the Kansas City Chiefs bullets, even if their offense is all the way back. I think the Cowboys would welcome a shootout with this Chiefs team because of that defense. And not only do I think that the Cowboys would welcome a shootout, I think that they'd win it. Papa! I think they win in a shootout. I don't care. I, I like Cowboys offense more than I like the Chiefs offense. And I said this in a hot take earlier this season that if the, I want, I like the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl because if any game with them becomes a shootout, they will win. They have some of the best weapons in the league, and there's a, there's just, just no arguing that. So now with my logic out of the way, let's see what the stats say. And offensively, these teams stack up really well against each other. Um, and even better for our bet in terms of the Cowboys stats here, the Cowboys average more yards per game, rush yards per game, and points per game. Cowboys average 433 yards per game. KC averages 405. The Cowboys average 139.6 rush yards per game. KC averages 110. Dallas averages 31.6 point per games to KC 26.2. So KC does have a, a passing, like more passing yards per game. So they by 0.8 yards. So they do have a massive advantage by the 0.8 yards in the passing category. So look out for the pass defense of the Cowboys with the 0.8 advantage. Um, definitely the Cowboys are better or defensively. The Cowboys are better in every single category with the biggest edge being in yards allowed per game, but they also only allowed 21 points per game where Casey allows 24 when that went down last week, because they only allowed 14 to the struggling Raiders. Who's got so much stuff going on on the outside that like, I don't know. Could you really blame them for only putting up 14 or 17 points? Like I, I can't, I wasn't really expecting them. Actually, I was, I did happen to win, but I didn't think Casey was going to show up regardless they had they were le like letting off way more points until they let off 14 last week against the Raiders. Also, Kansas City has 20 turnovers, 10 interceptions, and 10 fumbles on the season so far. And the Cowboys have 17 takeaways, 14 interceptions, three fumble recoveries. So if the Chiefs continue, last week they had no turnovers, which means they were turning the ball in 10 games, they turned the ball over 20 times. They were turning it over two times a ball game. And if they do that, Against the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to kill him because the Cowboys, Trevon Diggs, he may run one back for a touchdown there on Sunday. And don't even get me started. The Cowboys are 8-1 against the spread so far this season, and the Chiefs are 3-7. and I don't think that even matters, though, because we're on the Cowboys to win outright, and I'm slapping 7.5 units on it at plus 115 on the money line. Let's go 
baby. And before we get into the ad, I do just want to say, I'm not making as many picks this week because I'm betting heavy, heavy on the Cowboys. And I do just want to let everyone know, please bet responsibly, people. It's cool to post that big ticket that you won big or that big parlay showing that you're about to win big and you bet big, whatever. It's very cool to do that. But it's also really not cool to bet your savings and lose your savings betting on sports or gambling in general. So bet responsibly, bet within your means. And with that being said, let's get into the ad from Bounty Sports. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. But let me tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Bounty Sports, the Pick'em style daily fantasy sports website and app where you can join tournaments for as little as $1. They run tournaments in NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, UFC, soccer, and even the PGA. Go on my Twitter at DylanKelly9797 and sign up using my link to let them know I sent you. And you get a free $5 when you sign up using my link. You could use that for five different tournaments and make absolute bank. Bounty Sports. Pick quick, win big. So let me just say, yeah, yeah, great ad. I hate the world that we live in. Little peel behind the curtain here. I filmed the first half. I let the ad run through. And as it's running through, I scroll through my Twitter. And what's the first thing that pops up? From 15 minutes ago, Amari Cooper will miss Sunday's game with the Chiefs and perhaps another game. The Cowboys have placed him on the reserve COVID-19 list. So the number one or number two, 1A, 1B receiver in Dallas is going to be out. And it feels great right after I just put a big bet on them on the money line that uh, they might be getting a couple COVID scares running through their team right now. But let's hope he's the only guy. Because if not, I may be in trouble. And that's just the world we live in right now. Just like I'm scrolling through Twitter and it's just like, son of a bitch. Why not? Why not? Why me? Why me? Anyways, I am going to have two more picks. And I just realized that every pick that I'm giving out actually this week is at plus odds. And so I don't think they got, there's money to be made. There's money to be made, but when you're giving out all plus odds, you do have that chance of going 0-3, going on all dogs and plus odd stuff, but there's a lot of money to be made. And also, I guess I didn't really throw it in there because I was so excited about it. The Cowboys do count as my dog of the week this week, but so does my next pick. And my next pick is the Saints on the money line at plus 110 versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And these teams match up pretty much dead even on offense with the Eagles having a, like a, a pretty good advantage in the run game. And they've really got it going in these last couple weeks here, but the Saints allowed the least amount of rush yards per game at 72.9 yards per game. That's less than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The New Orleans Saints have the best run defense in the NFL, and I know the Eagles have run the ball well these last few weeks, but that was against the Detroit Lions, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Denver Broncos. Those are some of the worst run defenses in the entire league, and if you can't get your run game going against those three teams, then you are in real real trouble. I get that everybody says, oh, this Eagles team is running the Oklahoma offense. The Oklahoma offense is different than any NFL team has ever has ever seen. Well, guess what? Sean Payton has been around for a while, and he's got a damn good defense. This Saints D is a whole different animal than the last three teams that they've played. Taysom Hill doesn't look like he's going to be playing for New Orleans this week, which is kind of a big deal, but Trevor Simeon is 100% good enough to beat the Eagles behind Sean Gate. Payton's game plan. The guy hasn't even thrown a pick yet 
so far in his three games since Jameis Winston has been hurt. And speaking of Sean Payton, this man is deadly after a loss, being 48-26 and 26 against the spread after a loss in his career. And remember, this is a pick and the Saints lost to the Titans last week. I love the Saints here. In a pick it comes down to coaching, and that coach, Sean Payton, is an absolute killer after he loses. They're coming off the loss. Lock it in. Saints plus 110 on the money line versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And... Um, my final pick is it's going to have to be a parlay. It has to be a parlay. It just has to be. I know I'm really, I've only hit on a, like one or two that I've given out all season here, but I love betting the parlays and everyone loves the parlays. So I have one for you right here. And I got the Carolina Panthers on the money line versus the Washington football team paired with the Bills alternative point spread at minus four and a half versus the Indianapolis Colts. And I bought the points in the Bills game. And I think the actual spread is like seven and a half or eight. It is, it's at seven and a half. The actual spread's at seven and a half and I got four and a half. So I like the Bills. I got got some points to make it more comfortable. And you know what? The Bills game doesn't need so much. So let's start there. I think this last week was exactly what the Bills needed. They went into New York and they absolutely slapped them. They put up 45 points and almost had 500 total yards of offense. And they got their swagger back in my mind. And it's right at the right time here in week 11 when they're going to make that real strong playoff push and really get everything to gel together for them to make that long playoff run and I just think that's bad news for the Colts at the at that the Bills are coming off a huge game like that I watched the Colts last week and outside of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr which I get they are two studs on offense they're two young studs and Indianapolis Colts fans should be excited about them but they just can't get anything going on offense for a majority of time because of Carson Wentz it's not because of those two it's because of Carson Wentz and one more thing on that game the Colts have lost by five or more against good teams like the Bills a lot this season. They lost a 12 to Seattle right off the first in the first week of the season. They lost a nine to Tennessee. They lost by six to Baltimore. And they've also lost to the Rams and Titans in closer games, but they lose two good teams. And Buffalo is for real, and Indy is not. So the first half of the parlay is Buffalo minus four and a half on the alternative point spread for the first leg. Leg two is the Panthers' money line. I believe it's at like minus 180 versus the Washington football team. Both these teams are coming off of impressive wins over Tampa Bay and Arizona. Both are just as impressive. Both teams are just as banged up. But nonetheless, both games are both teams coming off good wins. That is impressive nonetheless. But with the return of Christian McCaffrey and the return of Cam Newton, I do think Carolina team just has the momentum on another level right now. They really are believing in themselves, thinking that we got our star back and now we got Cam Newton, a red zone threat back. I think that they're on a different level in terms of momentum and confidence right now than the Washington football team. In, um, on top of getting McCaffrey and Newton back, this Panthers team has been quietly one of the best defenses in the league all season long. They only allow 280 total yards per game, and which is second best in the league, and they only allow 19.3 points per game, which is sixth best in the league. This is one of the best defenses. And it's weird saying that because Washington football team got all the hype coming into this season saying that they were going to be one of the best and they're not. They're one of the worst and Carolina is one of the best defenses in the league statistically. And when you watch the games, they hound the ball. They are great on defense. In comparison, Washington football team, they allow 27.3 points per game, one of the worst in the league, while also allowing 376.4 yards per game, which also ranks close to the bottom of the league. With McCaffrey back like he was last week where he went for 161 total yards against a tough Arizona defense. If he if he plays like that this week, 
we could see this man have a 200-yard game, no question in my mind. I just, I could see it. He has 100 and 100, 120 rushing, 80 receiving, 120 receiving, 80 rushing. I can 100% see it. This Washington football team is no good, and they lost Chase Young for the season last week. I do love this Panthers pick. I talked about it on Wednesday. I love the Panthers pick at the, as the second part of the parlay on the money line, and I believe if you parlay those two together, it is plus 144 odds, and that parlay is the Bills minus 4.5 versus the Colts and the Panthers money line uh, versus the Washington football team at plus 144 odds. That's the last pick. I have the actual picks that I've gambled on. Like I said, I'm a real guy. Now that I put a big, uh, big chunk of change on the Cowboys, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm also max betting nine other things. But a couple of things that I did like, but I didn't bet was the Bengals minus one versus the Raiders. I think the Bengals are going to win that game. I, like I said, I think all the stuff going around the Raiders organization right now is just kind of catching up to them. You're seeing it catching up to them on offense, seeing it catch up to them on defense. They're really just not that good of a team right now. And with plays like, they, with players like making plays like Deshaun Jackson did last week, they're just not helping themselves. They're shooting themselves in the foot with that cornerback's gun. <laughs> Anyways, the next pick is the Giants plus 11 and a half on Monday night versus Tampa Bay. That's another pick I'd like. I don't really have much on. I just think Tampa Bay is really banged up right now, and they're not going to be able to cover a massive spread like that. I also like the Packers minus one versus the Vikings. I also like the over 47 in that game as well. I think the Packers are a better team than the Vikings. I understand the Vikings are kind of in this like last stand mode where if they lose, they're probably done for the season. They're out of the playoffs. I just think the Packers are a better team, and they're going to send them packing for the season. The Packers are going to send them pack, and that worked pretty well. And uh, I also, I noticed, I said, I thought you should hit the under 49 in the Arizona and Seattle game. I looked just right now. It's at 47 and a half. So they thought it too. <laughs> a, a bunch of people must have hopped on that under 49. But at 47 and a half, I don't like it as much. I think that's probably pegged right where it's going to be. There's probably going to be 46, 47, 48 points. I liked it under 49. But those are just the ones that I liked. I didn't bet those. A recap of my actual picks that I made was the Cowboys plus 115 on the money line versus the Chiefs. I hammered the Cowboys. I got New Orleans plus 110 on the money line versus the Eagles, and I got my parlay that's odds are plus 144. It's Carolina on the money line versus Washington football team, and Buffalo minus 4.5 on the alternative point spread versus the Indianapolis Colts. And that's all I got for you today on this Friday. Let's have a good weekend. Let's win some serious money now that we've thrown some serious money down and I'll be back to recap everything on Tuesday. Until then, I will be out of here. Peace.